0: Welcome to WTBU News Today, I'm Anderson Warshaw. Boston has been getting colder lately as we move into late fall. Temperatures on Wednesday are expected to reach a high of a sunny 53 degrees. The forecast for the rest of the week will be similar with highs in the low 50s. Lavinia Menon is here now to report on a program installing artwork from BU's underrecognized female alumni.
1: This week, Boston University's Arrows, Hidden Her Stories, takes on a five-side project installed in STEM departmental spaces on campus. The project aims to give a proper recognition to all the Boston University alumni women who never got the credit they deserve for their work. Arrows wants students to pitch artwork for the project that will be displayed around the campus. The idea came about when Boston University alumni Christian Morales first visited one of the STEM departments, saw pictures of faculty members, and noticed that it showed only a few women. Hence, their goal in this project is to highlight women's artwork in the university and present them as role models. The alums finally being honored are Anne Everest, Doris Mildred Holmes-Blake, and Helen Stevens, who all worked and shaped the world we live in today. From Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Lavanya Menon for WTBU News.
0: Next up, we have a story on a new Massachusetts policy on meals in schools, written by Melissa Ellen. Some schools are now required to provide breakfast and dinner to students in need, according to a bill Governor Charlie Baker signed into law last week. For schools that have a majority of students from low-income households, schools must offer complimentary food options for these mealtimes. The law will also stop lunch staff from publicly identifying a student with a remaining balance on their meal account and protect students' right to meals. School staff can no longer take away students' lunch for disciplinary reasons or because of a student's outstanding balance. Similarly, the school cannot bar a student from participating in other activities or receiving transcripts and grades. The law extends to parents, saying they do not owe interest for unpaid meals, among a host of other changes meant to end the burden of meal debt for children and parents, according to a press release. And now we'll head over to a story written by Kevin Boulogne for a story on the Virginia governor's race. It's election day across America, and the biggest election news is the governor's race in Virginia. This race is said to be the bellwether election, as it will give us a better idea of the nation's electoral mood. The candidates, Democrat Terry McAuliffe and Republican Glenn Youngkin, are in a dead heat in the polls as issues from COVID protocols to education to the economy are on the ballot and at the center of this race. Many experts predict that if Youngkin pulls off a win in this election, it will mean trouble for the Democrats as we head into the 2022 midterm elections. Up next, we have an update on COVID-19 vaccinations in the U.S., written by Natasha Abrams. The U.S. COVID-19 vaccination program of children ages 5 to 11 will begin November eighth. The White House Coronavirus Response Coordinator, Jeff Science, announced Monday during a briefing that 15 million child doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine are being packed, shipped, and delivered to distribution centers for vaccinations to begin next week. Pfizer's vaccine for children ages 5 to 11 received emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration last Friday. The Biden administration has secured enough vaccine supply to vaccinate the 28 million children with the vaccine being reformulated to contain one-third the adult dose and also repackaged with new orange tops to keep them from getting confused with the adult vaccines. The main difference with the children's vaccine rollout is that they will mainly be available at pediatricians' offices as the most convenient and trusted vaccine vaccination sites to encourage parents to make appointments for their kids. Finally, we have an update from Lauren Fox about a national emergency in Ethiopia.
2: Ethiopia's cabinet announced on Tuesday a national emergency, and authorities in Addis Ababa told citizens to prepare to defend the capital as fighters from the region of Tigray threatened to march towards the city. This news comes also as Ethiopia lost access to a crucial U.S. trade program of duty-free trade due to human rights violations in the Tigray region. President Joe Biden determined Tuesday that Ethiopia is non-compliant with the African Growth and Opportunities Act eligibility and must take action by January 1st in order to remain in the program. The violations come from conflict in northern Ethiopia, where nearly year-long war in the Tigray region has led to gross violations of human rights, including millions facing starvation. The U.S. is urging Ethiopia to halt the military operations that are causing the widespread civilian deaths. The trade program at risk, the African Growth and Opportunity Act, provides sub-Saharan African nations with duty-free access to the U.S. on the condition that they meet certain requirements including eliminating U.S. trade barriers and meeting certain human rights requirements. Biden said in a letter to Congress that he plans to remove two other African nations from the AGOA program, Mali and Guinea, where the military has seized power in recent coups. Ethiopia's removal from the AGOA would negatively impact millions of low-income workers.
0: That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in for our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. EST over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Sarah Weinberg, Catherine Hapgood, Megan Gregoire, and Gabriela Lopez, I'm Anderson Warshaw reporting from Boston, Massachusetts for WTBU News.